Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So, Vic, do you think you might have ADHD? Well, listeners keep emailing me telling me that they think I do, so probably. Mind you, listeners also email us saying we talk too much about your mum's feet. So what do they know? Yeah, fair enough. I honestly had no idea about the connection between overdrinking and ADHD until we started this podcast. About 40% of people that have had any sort of drinking issues also apparently have ADHD. Whenever we chat to ex-drinkers, this comes up more than you'd believe. If you have ADHD or suspect you might or just want to learn about this link, then we would encourage you to check out the I Have ADHD podcast. It's the place where adults with ADHD find research-based information, validation and tons of support. This is the best way to feel less alone and hear some of the answers to the questions you've been sitting with for too long. You'll hear detailed descriptions of what it means to have ADHD and enjoy interviews with the foremost experts in the industry so that you don't have to read those ADHD books that are collecting dust on your shelf. Yeah. Listen to the I Have ADHD podcast and learn how ADHD affects every aspect of your life, from the boardroom to the bedroom. In the podcast, you'll also hear about their ADHD coaching program, which is called Focused. Focused is made up of three pillars, courses, coaching and community. It is designed to help you build your own self-improvement program and is perfect for the ADHD brain. And you can get $50 off the course just by using the code SOBER, S-O-B-E-R. So if you're tired of feeling stuck and don't know where to start, listen to the I Have ADHD podcast. I would say I was an alcoholic, but I'm not one now. What about you, Vic? Uh, it's a word I've always shied away from. I mean, that's why... God, you're not very brave, seemed... are you? No, I'm not very brave with the words because I don't like to be labelled. Mm. I don't like people using words that give them the wrong mental connotations mm. of what I am. So if I say to someone, look, I'm an alcoholic, I know that their image of me in their brain yeah. is me passed out on the floor in a pile of vomit with a crying baby crawling over me. It's extreme circumstance. Yes. And they're going to jump to that conclusion straight away into their brain. And that's not who I am. So I don't want that word to represent me even though I probably am an alcoholic and I have been an alcoholic and and a lot of institutions would call me an alcoholic I guess that's what we are is alcoholics but I think there are softer terms that we can use that don't make us feel you know that that word in itself comes along with all that guilt and shame and all those negative like all those negative feelings so But for some people I know that they say I'm an alcoholic, they can say it in a very, very strong way and go, that's who I am. And I think being an alcoholic is sort of part of the human condition. So there's no reason why we should be ashamed of it because we are almost trained as humans to drink because it's the way that we heal ourselves and it's the way that we numb out from our traumas and our pain and everything else that that life throws at us. So we should be able to go, look, life has made me into an alcoholic and I'm proud of that and I'm not one anymore, but that's how I identify. But for some reason, culturally, I find that word difficult to accept. Um, I wasn't over drinker a problem drinker um and i do think i think those words are a bit softer um because i do think that other word does invoke a sense of judgment um and it makes me think of people like 
with pale faces in satin circles in mm. in rehab facilities. Well, I think that's it as well because when you think of the word alcoholic, it often comes with the word anonymous. Yeah, and the word anonymous really makes you think of having to hide away from. Yeah, something. and feel shame about something. And feel Whereas, shame. Yeah, yes. and we're not about being anonymous at all, are we? Lisa? No, we're not about at all. Shouting about this and yes. being open about this, and so that other people can understand that you know being an alcoholic doesn't have to be something to be yeah. sad about. And I or... think I like to put the stake in the ground sometimes yes. with some people. Yeah. I've had very little problem with people um, and my drinking. Everyone's been very supportive. Um, you know, occasionally I have had some difficult moments and those are the times when I might bring out that word, haul out that word, dust yeah. it off and use it because yeah. I need to make it clear to some people I have had and to some extent still do mm. have a problem Mm. I am an alcoholic, so shut the fuck up mm. about me going and having a drink or coming yeah. out to socialise because I've had a serious problem yeah. and I'm working through it and I've done bloody well. You know, have some respect for that. Yeah. So that might be when I bring out that word um, and because it is so powerful and it does make people think, oh, God, you know, she must have been in a terrible way. But at least it shuts them up, shuts I guess. Shuts them up, yeah. I think I describe myself very often as a socially acceptable alcoholic, which means I am an alcoholic where my problem is diluted into the crowd. And that's mm. a very clever way of being an alcoholic because it just it means you don't ever get help. So and that's a very, very common that's, problem. And that is grey area drinking, yeah. like down to a T, is mm. that you're a socially acceptable alcoholic where everyone's cheering you on. So I do describe myself at that, but I sort of soften it a bit. There's some other terms I used to call myself, which was a squiffer, a person that likes to get squiffy. These are my these are my <laughs> ways that I humorised my drinking. Uh, the slugger, that's another one that I used to be called. The glugger. Yeah, the glugger and the slugger, a person that slugs rather than sips. Great. <laughs> I sound very ladylike, don't I? A yeser, a person that can never say no, obviously. A wobbler, someone that can't walk straight at the end of the night. A pavement decorator, a vomit monster, a toilet painter, a morning after pill warrior. <laughs> I could great. go on, I could go on. So I called myself lots of various names throughout my life that avoided any of those serious words those like alcoholic. Those are brilliant ones. Yeah. I love that. Morning after, what was it? Morning after, morning after pill, pill warrior. <laughs> I don't know whether I looked like a warrior when I was hung over traipsing to boots <laughs> on a Sunday morning with a hood on crying. Oh God, not a good look. The walk of shame. The walk extremes. of shame. And the pavement decorator I love as well. <laughs> yeah, pavement pizza. My dad calls it. Um, I, just, yeah, I just want to, to share some thoughts I put out on Instagram about words this week. We actually got a response from Faye Lawrence who, who runs Untoxicated. Um, she says the word alcoholic works for her. She said it keeps her on the straight and narrow. No wiggle room. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Hi there. I wanted to tell you about a podcast that I think every single one of you will benefit from. It's called Therapy Works and it's hosted by me, Julia Samuel. I'm a best-selling author and psychotherapist. I invite you into my therapy room where I speak to either a known or unknown guest. Topics range from the difficulties of divorce, a life-changing illness to the struggles of motherhood. Search Therapy Works now wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Hold up. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, as you probably know, my comedy memoir, A Thousand Wasted Sundays, is officially out. All my magnificent fuck-uppery in one awkward hit. If you'd like to get your hands on a copy, it's now available from all good bookstores. We always say all good bookstores, don't we? Yeah. Are, there, are there bad bookstores? No, it's probably ones with moody, moody sellers. Oh, yeah, really yeah. depressed librarian folks. Yes, yes, okay, yes, good, yes. Good. So there are probably some, but we're only storing it in the good ones. It's only made it into the goodies. <laughs> You can also get it from all good online retailers. The print version and ebook are out now, and the audio book will be available in March. I've been writing my memoir for five years. It will make you laugh, cry, and cringe, and hopefully inspire a few people to reconsider their relationship with booze. If you love the podcast, then I think you'll love the book, even if I do say so myself. Hamish has read it. What did you think? I feel like I know a little bit too much about you now, to be honest, Vic. Look, I really loved it. It was hilarious and surprisingly moving, but I feel like I've seen you naked in a literary sense. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, that's worrying. Yeah. Yeah. From an emotional point of view, seriously, it wobbled my teeny weeny wooden heart, Vic. Okay. (laughs) My teeny little wooden heart. His his wooden heart is broken. Anyway, so if you do manage to get your filthy mitts on a copy, please do me a favour and head to goodreads.com and give me a review. Doing that will help me get it out there to those that need a bit of sober support. So there you have it. My story, unwanted warts and all. Come and get awkward with me. Not to be too demanding or anything, but seriously, go and buy it Yeah, now. go and buy it. Go and buy it right now. Yeah, don't just tell your friends. Buy it and then buy your friends one or two. Yeah, yeah, don't give them a copy. Yeah. Buy it, yeah. And you know what? Don't be careful where you store it. If you lose it, you can always buy another yeah, five. Yeah, buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> 